Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey guys! We is here! We are back. We are back. This is Bloody Happy Hour. Bloody Happy Hour, guys. We are your true crime comedy podcast. I am so glad you said the comedy part. Because we're real funny. I always thought that, too. Um, And... This is what we need y'all to do for us. Okay. Obviously, you need to listen to this podcast. You're going to get some comedy. You're going to get some side stories. You are going to get some crunching of some ice because, hello, it's happy hour, y'all. We got to, you know, drink our drinks. Here's what we need y'all to do. Rate, review, and subscribe. When you do, we will read them over the air. Can I read a couple? Oh, Why, sure. It's from a subscriber. I really enjoyed the first episodes. April and Caroline go hand in hand like Crown and Coke. Look at that. Who's the Crown and who's the Coke, I wonder? Um, That's a good question. Crime isn't funny, but they make it so interesting and keep you giggling. Love their personalities. Thank you, a subscriber. Do you want to read one? Oh, sure. I'm going to say it in the voice I think I heard it. This is how I read it. I hope they hit their stride soon. Remember, the mic picks up every sound. In the second episode, you can hear ice rattling in the glass. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Someone's sniffling their nose the whole time. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And someone chewing on their ice. Oh my God, strike three for me. Podcast 101 tells us not to chew into the mic. This show has great potential. Just be yourselves and stop trying to be all of the other true crime podcasts out there. Well, I hope I'm not trying to be anybody. But my goal, I always like to be other people, so. <laughs> that is your goal. So I'm doing good. That's from Frank K. Hick. So thank you, Frank. Or Fran I, K. Hick. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is funny because all those things are true. But listen, April has real bad allergies and Texas has real bad allergies. And she sometimes has uncontrollable crunching of ice <laughs> disease. Um, okay, boo. I'm, I'm, I'm going to crunch the ice even more now. <laughs> <laughs> I will read one more. Um, I'm surprised nobody said that I need to either stop whispering or stop screaming. <laughs> Because I do both. Because she went from one extreme to the other. I'm sorry. I just get excited. (laughs) Okay, one more. This is from Joe Teague. Love this podcast. First, the hosts are so real. You feel like you're just hanging out with them. Second, how have I never heard of this serial killer? 
I live in Waco. Can't wait for next week. So, thank y'all. Love you. And we have some more to read, but we'll just read those, you know, later as we're recording episodes. And send us some more so that you can be famous when we read it. True. Okay. Tell us what the news is. So, y'all will hear this in a couple weeks, but... The girl who did the Slender Man stabbing, I think it was in 2014, is now getting out of her mental health institute. Okay. Can you give us a recap on it? Well, I don't remember a lot, but yeah. So basically, she was 12 years old. They were all 12 years old. She had a sleepover, and she was obsessed with the Slender Man, and Slender Man told her to stab her friend, and it I mean, it wasn't just like, it was multiple stabs. Her name was Geyser. G-E-Y-S-E-R. And somebody lost their daughter because of it. So she's been in this home. And I bet she just turned 18. Okay. And Slender Man is fake. Like, it's not even a real thing. Right? He's a fictional, like, supernatural character. Yes. We got to tell them what we did. I mean, if they watched it, but... Happy Hour, Bloody Happy Hour Home Edition was oh, really we did fun. A Bloody Happy Hour Home Edition. Shout out to Fangirl Cheryl. <gasps> Cheryl, number one fangirl. So we didn't record last week because. By the way, she sent us an email. We should have read the email. That's so rude. We did not read oh, her we'll email. We'll read it at the end. Okay, we'll read it at the end. So we didn't record last week, but we did Bloody Happy Hour Home Edition, and she just hooked us up. She put us in her home. She ordered like all this amazing food. She had all this this setup. We had couches. We had signs. We had yes. decorations. I mean, we were like, there was basically a red carpet. I think there was. And top of the line tequila. And yes. blood orange margaritas. Blood orange. Oh, I mean, she did it up. So thank you, Cheryl. Yes. And, um, we will do that again. Oh, yeah. It was and just even fun. If we you... didn't tell a story. We just did a teaser of today's story. We did. And last week's story. We sure did. So last week, we had Family Annihilator, Christian Longo. This week, can you tell us? Are you ready yet? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Because so I was doing one of my other jobs <laughs> last weekend, and... I was just looking at what the latest, actually they were subscribed to, I was at a house doing a dog sitting thing. They were subscribed to Discovery Plus, which has all the true crime and like Peacock. And I I just keep hearing ad like ads about Peacock and Discovery Plus. Anyway, so I went and I searched, I searched through them and there was this episode. Oh, I think it was on my Instagram. I sent it to you. It was um, this episode about the heart murders, H-A-R-T. Uh-huh. And it was where there was two, like, a lesbian couple who had adopted six children, and they ended up, in a way, killing the, oh, all the yes. kids by driving off a cliff. Oh, I've heard that story. I've heard that, that story. Uh, so I sent that. Okay. I think I sent it to you. I vaguely remembered it and then i was watching it and i was like oh my gosh this is 
I really wanted to change. I wanted to say, I want to do this for Family Annihilator. Oh, we can make it a full month of Family Annihilator because I'm a little obsessed. That was a crazy story, but it's a lot of information. Yeah. I mean, it's if you can go into a lot of detail or you can cut it out, but it's, it is. It was sad. It's crazy. It just how all, and a lot of it has to do with CPS. Yes. And I know I have a friend here who works, worked for CPS and there's, you know, some sketchy situations that kind of happen there. But I think there's just a lot of things that like there, they said there's a national like sex offender database and there's a national something else database, but there's not a national like CP, like somebody who's uh-huh. been charged with like, crimes against children or whatever right because you can just move to another state and you're clean yeah because so these these ladies were the kids were from texas and they lived in like minnesota or something i I don't know if that's it's some it was missouri something that was started with m i think it's hard with an m or another. It's just it was not just Texas. Far, so sometimes we don't pay attention if it's not. Yeah. Texas. So it was like a faraway state. But the point is, is there was not a way to like track because because apparently the people who adopted the kids had like maybe either some mental health issues or yes. some previous issues with other kids that they had adopted. But there was no knowledge of that to the place that they adopted them from in texas so they didn't really know and there was no database they kept them in the house and remember like us i I remember where the kids would get out of the window just to go get food from like a neighbor to the neighbor trying to get bread trying to get peanut butter yes okay if you're a skipper and you've skipped ahead it's time to stop skipping right now we're getting to it first of all familicide Pamilicide. That is not a product you use to kill bugs in your house. Okay, so pamilicide is a type of murder, just in case you didn't know. It's a type of murder or murder-suicide, which a perpetrator kills multiple close family members in quick succession, most often children, relatives, spouses, siblings, or parents. In half of the cases, the killer lastly kills themselves in a murder-suicide, which would be the Hart family. But, yeah. Only half. And if only the parents uh, are killed, the case may be referred to as a parricide where all members of the family are killed. The crime may be referred to as family annihilation. That is from Wikipedia. And I just wanted to make sure y'all had the definition. Just so you knew. Thank you for that. You Wikipedia. welcome. Okay. So... Let's get to it, people. Robert Fisher. Does anybody know who he is? Mm, no, no, I didn't either. But let me just tell you, he is on the... Oh, I should have posted that. I meant to post that picture. Okay, he's on the FBI's most wanted list. Still, this... Yes. This, was, this incident happened... I'll just 20 years you. ago, right? 20. Yeah. So this was around, it was on April 10th, 2001. So a giant explosion, okay, happened in the home of a Scottsdale, in in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's where they lived two decades ago, which, yes, that was 20 years ago. I figured that out. There you go. But, yeah, so there was this huge explosion. And at the time, police didn't know 
if there was anybody inside, like what's going on. There was several 911 calls. I watched this um, episode. I, I watched a little bit of, like the news episode. There, they did a story on it, but and I listened to a few of the 911 calls. But there was just like tons of calls. So it's like you're in this neighborhood, and all of a sudden this house explodes. It's not like just a regular fire. It's a boom explosion. So it was like a big giant deal it was loud people heard it from all over it kind of reminds me of the west explosion as far as like my cousin like there was an explosion in west and then my cousins in like waxahachie which is like an hour north they felt it and but i was 30 minutes 25 minutes south and i didn't feel it so i guess whatever the but that's kind of what it reminded me of yeah how do you feel the explosion? But yes, they. Oh, so, we felt it in right down the road. Yeah, so it was it it was a big enough explosion to where like people down the road and whatever could feel this big explosion. So firefighters come in. Like the police didn't know if you know who was inside. What what's going on? What's the deal? So they all go there. The firefighters found the body of thirty eight year old wife Mary. This is the third Mary Mary. that we have had in episode. So we have 38-year-old wife, Mary, 12-year-old daughter, Brittany, and 10-year-old son, Bobby. And there's no sign of the father, Robert Fisher. And inside the home, uh, police weren't even sure if, like, Robert even knew the explosion had happened. They didn't know if he was at work. He they, there was no sign of him anywhere. So they soon found out. They started looking in once they got the fire out, which took a while. They found that they would name Robert as the lone suspect by tracing his steps to an ATM that was in Scottsdale, which is where they lived. And it was the night before that once they started investigating, they found like on April 9th that Mary, which is the wife, uh-huh. her Toyota forerunner was spotted at an ATM. He like went to the ATM to withdraw like $280. Yes. Not a lot of money. Yeah. Like a random amount of money and saw her car in the background video. And from then he just disappeared. Wait, was the where was the family dog? Oh, just wait. Okay. So based on the physical evidence, the police speculated that the previous night, Robert had waited for his family to go to sleep. I know I shouldn't laugh at this next part, but I'm always laughing and like trying to have fun. So Robert waited for his family to go to sleep. He then shot Mary in the back of the head, execution style, slit her throat and slit Brittany and Bobby's throats as well. So he slit his whole family's throat. This is allegedly, this is, you know, uh-huh. well, this is what happened to the no, people. No, that's evidence. Yeah that's, yeah, that's not allegedly. But he then disconnected the house's furnace from the gas connection, and he used a candle to rig the house to explode the next morning. Oh, maybe when the candle burns down? Yes, so he killed them, and then he wanted the house explode, like leaving it to detonate hours after he left town. 
He so, has experience. So, okay, just wait. So more gasoline was also placed in bedrooms to, I guess, like ensure like the crime scene would be destroyed. And he hasn't been seen since. Okay. Okay. So this all happened the 10th. And then they realized that the night before is when they found the video of him at the ATM with her, with his wife's car and him taking $208 out of it. Investigators believed that Robert was like, he had multiple sides to his personality. Because I was going to say, do you ever really know someone? Never. I mean, do you ever, do you even know who I am, April? No. I don't know how many personalities you have. I don't know what you do when you go home every day. You don't know what I do when I go home every day. Yeah. So but we think we know. I mean, you may have no idea who I really am, but I mean, let's be honest. I could, I'm really bad at lying because I always would forget what I even said. So <laughs> I couldn't be like a giant liar, but we do know some people who could be yes, just like that and who could be this one way that we see them, but then you have no idea what their life is and then something comes out and you're completely shocked. Yes. So this is kind of how they thought that Robert maybe ended up to be. Robert is the father. Yeah, yeah. So he acted one way around people, but behind closed doors he was really nasty. Yeah, he was he was kind of nasty. Was so he was he was a little, you know, controlling. So, okay, hang on. I'll get into that. After the, you know, ATM, they went and looked at the ATM. And they got that video. It was about 10 days later that they got like a tiny little clue. All right. It wasn't much, but it was about 100 miles north of where they were so they were in scottsdale arizona so arizona has all these um or this part of arizona has a bunch of caves and uh he was into hiking he was into hunting he was into a bunch of outdoorsy stuff okay it was it was normal for him to like he and his wife would get into fights maybe and they and he would like take off for a couple of days and like just go hunting and just kind of get away. Okay. So it wouldn't be abnormal for him to go and maybe go hunting or maybe do something outdoorsy blah blah blah. So what's crazy is they did live in uh California. That's where he was a firefighter. Mm. He was a firefighter. So he knows what to do with fires. fires. He was a firefighter, but listen to this. This is where it gets real sus. He had a back injury, which forced him to stop being a firefighter. Okay. So obviously he's been a firefighter for a very long time. If you have your like passion what you like that's your thing and it's taken away from you maybe could be a trigger so he was a firefighter and he had to stop doing that because he got injured and he couldn't do it anymore so then they moved to arizona okay and that's when he started working at the mayo clinic he started to become a surgical tech i mean he i feel like he's pretty smart so they the 
The family was also pretty involved in the church. Okay. In Scottsdale. So they moved to Scottsdale. He starts working at this clinic. And, you know, the pastor, from what I've read, the pastor said that the wife, Mary, was really involved in the church and she served on the children's ministry. And then she also said that Robert would go to the men's group every Tuesday night. And I was like, oh, so this makes it, uh, this makes it very hard for people in town to even think that he could do anything like this because they're like, he's a good guy. He goes to church. He does this. He works, you know, he's doing all the things, but apparently they had this like really intense relationship at home and neighbors would hear him fighting and neighbors would hear this and this. And I mean, there was just, they were on the brink of divorce and like Robert just vowed to do his own part. Well, you know, remember I mentioned he had a back injury. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I guess his back injury started acting up. So he was like, I need to get some massages. Oh, did he go to a happy ending? He may have gone to to Waco at all. He might have gone to some happy ending massages in Waco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yes, so he was, uh, he was, he was going to these massage places to get, uh, massages to help his back because it was bothering him and he actually ended up going to his wife and telling her that he was cheating on her because he's he he said because he got a, a uti that is it's weird it's weird because it or was, was like it an std no it wasn't because i i know but was it really an std no that's what's weird anybody can get a uti yeah from whatever but so he didn't need to confess he didn't need to no he didn't but that's his way of making sure, like, acting like he's doing the right thing. I feel guilty. I yeah. have a conscience. Yeah. I'm going to confess. But yeah. really, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. So it it was like, yeah, that that was like a weird thing and everything. So he does that. So they're arguing. So that's, I mean, whatever. What, whatever happens. That, that he ends up saying that and they're fine i guess but i'm i mean they're still fighting a lot and he's going in and out so it was how many days later 10 days later they ended up finding his wife's forerunner just like in the woods it was completely wiped clean and the dog the family dog was sitting on the outside of the car just like kind of almost like guarding the car and there was no sign of robert Nowhere. 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 No sign. And yeah, there's like speculation that that there's like this. Well, there is a cave system. So they're like, well, is he in a cave? Like, is he not in the cave? Is he, did he kill himself? They, they couldn't find any evidence of that. Yeah. So he like, it's just literally like he disappeared. I mean, he did disappear. There's stuff coming out now and they're like, is he dead or alive? Is he de- like nobody knows? Is yeah. he escaped? Did he escape to a cave? How- you can't be living in a cave for twenty years. Um, I read somewhere that he took a big shit in the front seat. Did you see that? Oh my gosh, no! Because it was like, why wipe down the seats and like the whole car, but then 
take away poop. Was it in the car? I read somewhere that was in the car. So he parked his car out in the middle of nowhere in a forest and wiped it. Like, it's completely wiped clean. Like, there's nothing. Why are you even wiping it clean? What is it? Like, obviously, we know that that's your car. Yeah. We know that's your car. That's your family car. That's Mary's car. That's your wife's car. Why do you need to wipe it clean? I don't know. And then you're going to poop next to it? Gasoline? Wouldn't be gasoline. I don't understand. Because he poured gasoline in the house, didn't he, to make the fire? So, oh, but this is 10 days later, so it's not even it's like, like it's still you on know his hands. It, I think he's like, haha, you know, you're looking for this. I'm going to just put it right here and I'm going to make it. I don't know. I evidence. don't. Well, I think he had some kind of side piece besides his masseuse that was like ready for him to like get rid of his family and pick him up. And they went to like. Wherever. Freaking Aruba. Mac- Aruba. And they killed and Natalie they Holloway. Killed Natalie. There we Solved go. It. So you think he's dead? You think now you think he's in Aruba. But before, did you he, think he was dead? No, I don't think he's dead. I think he's alive, living his best life in some foreign country. I think these are the pictures like you need to have. I used to. This is how obsessed <laughs> I was when I was younger. If there was somebody wanted, and especially if they're local in Texas, and the picture was like in the paper, I would cut the picture out and um, tape it to my steering wheel. <laughs> if y'all remember when the Texas 7 escaped. <clears throat> Wait. Wait, you have pictures taped to your steering I would have. I had a picture of the Texas 7 on my steering wheel. But I think just because I was like this, like, I don't know. It was right out of high school. And I was a student. And I was broke. And I wanted that $50,000 reward. So I was like, if I see these mofos, I'm just going to smile. And then I'm going to call the police and <laughs> wait around the corner. people taped to you, too. Well. Yeah, because they all escaped together <laughs> oh. from prison. Oh, hey. But they ended up in Colorado Springs. Okay. That was a cool story. But I did used to. So this is a picture that we might want to have taped to our steering wheel. Or if you're going on vacation to these amazing you know, places you could... with mountains. Because he's not going to go to a beach, I don't think. Because he loves hiking. Or... Maybe he wouldn't because that's where people are going to look for him at. But has there been any sightings or anything? There was like random sighting in Dallas. Oh, I did see that. Okay. <laughs> and any any of the sightings have been like dismissed by the cops and stuff. Like it's been like, nah. But there's a hundred thousand dollars reward, so I would put that. I would type that shit on your steering I'm wheel like right now. Just he's not cute at all. Like he does not look trustworthy. Um, but I do remember hearing about one sighting where like maybe an old friend or a neighbor walked in and saw him and, and like saw a scar. So he has a scar on his back and he has a missing, missing tooth. tooth and there was somebody that said they spotted this dude with a missing tooth and a scar on his back who looked just like him. But then the police but said, they- no. They questioned him. Oh, because they did fingerprints. Oh, and the yeah. Fingerprints yeah, yeah. Didn't match. And the fingerprints didn't match. And then somebody was like, "Can you well, can alter? you do? Yeah, alter your I fingerprints? Think you can do anything? <laughs> I mean, I can alter my fingerprints. I'm sure. Right now, how do you alter fingerprints? I, I would think you would you burn them. Burn that? I ain't trying to burn my fingertips. But you are if you're wanted. You just put your fingers on the hot stove. I don't know. That's gonna hurt. I think Robert you should test Fisher. it out. April. Oh, test it out this week. My and let fingerprints are legit. Test it out this week and let us know how it feels next week. Stay tuned next week. 
Stay tuned for April's fingerprint experiment next week. So Robert Fisher, he still wanted. That's Robert uh, Fisher. He's wanted tape. This is what you have to take away from the story. Tape a picture of Robert Fisher on your steering wheel. Share well. Share well. So that was a quickie. Was it? I mean, the story was a quickie. We talked for a little bit, but. But I don't even think that time was working. So, Family Annihilator Part <sighs> 2. We're deciding right now if we're going to continue with Family Annihilation or if we're going to like pause and then pick up something else. But I do have to tell you about a story that I am I'm scooping myself, researching right now, and I'm reading the book, of course. Because but my book club Do you uh, read so many books? <laughs> when do you read books and how long does it well, take? Well today, like I was just sitting at the at the beauty shop and I was reading the book in there. When Sweet Peach driving me, I read the book. Or at night instead of turning on Netflix, sometimes I'll read my book. And fall asleep. It's really it like makes me do you actually have a book? Yes. You don't use like an like a I don't like no whatever because electronic thing. Yeah, I don't. Either. I have to have like highlighter and post its and because yeah. I'm like noting and marking like what I want to include and oh my god when I write up my story. You're living your best life reading books. I think I'm real grown up. I am so childish with no <laughs> not reading books, but I'm real old with doing puzzles. Yeah. If you thought the puzzle yes. I'm doing right now is real terrible, I can't figure it out, and I basically stopped and I pissed because it's taking up all the room on my table. The time you spend on puzzles, you could be reading a book. I don't have no time now. I have 17 jobs. 19. So it's over. It's a Texas slash Mexico. A Texaco? A Texaco murder, but it ends up being multiple murders, and they end up uncovering a drug slash black magic slash satanic cult. I love cults. I, this one's kind of scary. Like, I shut the book today. I was like, I could read some stuff, but I, I shut the you book. You didn't send me, like, a picture of the, you did not. It wasn't visuals. It was just, like, people are evil. When you bring in, like, devil and demons and black magic into it, like, I don't like to play with, with So you don't want to bring out the Ouija board on one of these? No, <laughs> never. I'm I do kidding. not play like that. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I ain't even trying to do that. Listen, I, the la, the most I'll do is go and I won't even do this. Go and say Bloody Mary in the mirror. Oh, no. Or Candyman. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And then on deck is also our collaboration with some of our former trainers. Oh, we got a good one. Go, oh, God. It's going to be good. We're going to cover. Prepare to be entertained. The Missy Beaver story. That's right. She was a fellow coworker and friend of our friends that we are bringing on. And she was murdered in cold blood. Yes. And it's unsolved. It is insane. Yeah. Everything. Because yeah. we actually, I mean, we know, like we've lived her life. We've worked with her. It made getting up for camp in the mornings at 5 a.m. a lot different. <clears throat> Like you're a yes. little bit more aware. She, yeah, she did the same. We did the same thing she did for years. Yes, and it was very relatable, and we just were like in all. I mean, we're still in shock about it. Yeah, like it was. I still like 
Google it randomly just to see if there's any updates. God, and I like follow that. all the pages, but it's a sad, it's a sad, sad story. That's, but we're going to be uh, able to tell it from a different view because we did, we did it. And a did. lot of us were with her that weekend because we were at That's true. that conference. Yep. So stay tuned for that. So there's two good things. Mark Kilroy, a cult case, and then, um, so sad. You'll have, I'll have a lump in your throat on that one. And then tech, Missy Beavers, so sad. But that's coming along with so much more. Do not forget, y'all, RRS. What does it stand for, Caroline? Rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Follow us, email us, do all the things. Stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Peace out. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.